Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. Hope you guys are still going strong. I honestly lost count of the weeks that I've been home now, but it's probably somewhere between four to five weeks um, at the least. Anyway, before we get on into the episode, you guys, I just wanted to tell you about this podcast's new Instagram page that I created for um, the podcast the other day. It's going to be filled with really great content, and I'm working on a really cool design for the feed that I think you guys will love. And if you're loving what you're hearing, or if you just want to support this podcast in any way, it would mean so much to me if you guys could follow that page on Instagram. It's at Life of a Fashion Student Podcast on Instagram, but as always, my personal Instagram and the podcast Instagram will be in the description of this podcast for your for you guys. Um, anyway, thank you guys all for your support and feedback on my episodes. Um, I've just put so much work into this podcast for you guys, and I'm so happy that you guys are enjoying it. So with that being said, I want to go on right into the episode. And for today's episode, I didn't really have like a specific plan on where to take this, but I kind of just wanted to talk about two overarching themes. Um, The first topic, which is something that I've seen, you know, all throughout Instagram and YouTube is focusing on how to stay productive. And especially now when it seems like most people, you know, have given up or lost hope, you know, because of the virus and just staying home and being isolated, I think that the tips and advice that I'm planning to share with you guys can really be used for this hard time. Because at least for me, even before quarantine, there were some instances where I was feeling less productive than usual. I was just less motivated to work at that time too. And now, especially, people are feeling less productive and less motivated to work either because they're home all the time or they just don't feel like they have the environment around them to help them reach their fullest potential which I honestly think that's my case sometimes so even though I consider myself somewhat of a productive person most of the time there are still instances where I just fall apart and don't want to do anything and just want to relax and play sims all day and honestly to have some of those relaxing times is okay it's not a bad thing to take a break sometimes just for me personally though I've been finding myself to do to do that a lot to you know take breaks and just be relaxing all the time and it's kind of result in a lot of unproductiveness which for me is uncalled for anyway i'm sure you guys must have already watched or listened to so many people giving their fair share of advice on this topic so i'm really going to try to share with you guys things that are little less obvious and just personal tips that have worked for me and that might be different from the ones you've guys already heard Anyway, I'm not like an expert or anything on how to be productive and I'm certainly not the most productive person in the world. I just think that I'm the person to take on a lot of projects at once and I always get people asking me how I stay so on top of my game in terms of work and school. So yeah, I just thought that I would make an episode sharing my tips, especially when I'm trying to be productive. So in no particular order, I just wanted to start off with my first tip, which was to create a nice work environment for yourself. And initially, when I wrote this tip, I meant it as to kind of like create a space that's like somewhat aesthetic so that you'll have more motivation to work in that space. But now I'm realizing that not everyone has the time or money to invest in like aesthetic places for their workspace. So the general idea of creating a nice work environment for what I mean is finding a space and turning it into somewhere that you'll want to do your best work in. So whether that's finding the spot in your house that gets the most natural sunlight because you like that vibe or it's like decorating an area of your room with, you know, inspirational quotes and words. These are both ways that you can make your workspace, you know, your own space. 
the most simple way I think to approach this tip is if you don't have the resources to redecorate your whole workspace, I think the best thing is to just tidy it up a bit. I don't know about you guys, but if I ever make a mess around my workspace, which I usually end up doing because I'm either painting or sewing, which are two very messy things, I always clean it up for the next time that I'm going to be working. And having a clean space for me, it just clears my head and allows me to focus on my work and not the mess that is around me. But for any of you out there that are listening who do have the resources to kind of decorate, I would really just recommend going on places like Urban Outfitters or H&M Home and getting some nice aesthetic pieces that really match the vibe of where you want to work. So my own personal workspace can be kind of described as like a Pinterest board really. I have this really cool collage kit sprawled on my wall from Tezza on Instagram. So I won one of her giveaways a couple uh, weeks back. And if you guys ever get the chance to get your hands on one of these collage kits, I would really highly recommend them. Um, but they are a little bit pricey, so just not an option for everyone. Anyway, I kept my own personal work desk just really tidy. And a lot of what's on there is mostly just white because I wanted to keep my desk looking really clean. I'm grateful to have this large iMac on my working desk and just some basic decorations that I keep to bring good vibes while I'm working. Also, I think it's important to mention that my desk is right in front of a large window that brings in a lot of natural light. And I'm not sure how important this is for you guys, but I love getting natural light in my room and on my desk, especially when I'm working. It just makes me feel so much like happier and productive. And um, I mean, the sun and the blue sky should make you happy. And if you can crack open a window from time to time, especially since it's starting to get warmer because of spring and I, it's never a bad thing to get some fresh air. So would definitely recommend that. Moving on to my next tip, um, it's to not work on your bed or couch, sofa, or any relaxing surface when you're working from home. And I'm saying this as a general statement, but if you're already well accustomed to getting a lot of work done on your bed or your sofa, please ignore this and continue doing that. But especially if you've noticed that you can't get any work done in bed, it's because you can't. I can guarantee you that you'll be 500 times more productive if you're just sitting on your desk or in a position that's similar to how you usually do your work. And the way this works is because when your mind is in that position of working, like sitting on a chair with a desk, you're basically telling your mind that it's time to work and therefore you'll be more productive. Because I'm pretty sure that none of you are at work or at school um, doing work on your bed and sofas. So anyway, I found this one article for you guys on an online source called Buffer that I really wanted to share. And it's regarding the reasons why you should never work from bed. So the first important reason I wanted to point out is that if you work from your bed, there isn't a clear separation between your work and your home. And according to the Harvard Business Review's guide to being more productive, they said that unless you are careful to maintain boundaries, you may start to feel like you're always at work and losing a place to come home to. I'm sure none of you want to feel like you're always at work, which is a feeling you might get if you're constantly working in the area where it's supposed to feel peaceful and relaxing. Um, another important thing from Buffer that I really wanted to point out was the fact that working from your bed is actually counterproductive because your quality of sleep will decrease. So according to the website, working right before going to sleep and looking at a bright screen reduces the melatonin you need to fall asleep. And this means that it'll be more challenging to get a better quality of sleep, which will affect your productivity the next day. And obviously that is not what we want or else this episode will be called staying unproductive, but I'm sure you guys all get my point. This kind of pretty much leads into my next tip for staying productive, and that is to have a work cutoff time. I know so many people, even including myself, who don't know how to stop working and who allot themselves so much time to do their work. 
I mean, I get up around 10 a.m. every day and I don't stop working till around like 10 or 11 p.m. at night. It's honestly just not the best way to get work done. I would suggest giving yourself a certain time to finish work and that make that like your official time to stop working. This way you'll be telling yourself that you only have until like 5 or 6 p.m. to get this x amount of work done and you'll just overall be more productive in that amount of time that you allotted yourself. I mean that is why work hours are certain hours and not the entire day. I'm even trying to get a lot better at this and cutting my work hours a lot shorter because what I notice is that since I gave myself so much time to complete my work, I would like watch YouTube or even take time to go on my phone for hours at a time just because I know in my head that I have all this time on my hands to get this amount of work done. And it really just wasn't working out for me and because of the fact that I would keep working until 11pm at night, I wouldn't be getting a lot of sleep, which defeats the whole purpose of working from home. So yeah, just a little tip for you guys to set a specific work cutoff time and even a work starting time would be really helpful as well for increasing your productivity. So this one may be a little obvious, but of course it's important to limit your distractions. Now, I really shouldn't be the one giving this tip because I'm literally on social media like every hour of the day, but it's still a good tip to give nonetheless. Um, I'm going to have to try that thing one day where I turn off my phone for 24 hours and see what I learned from it, but I've honestly never given given myself the opportunity to do that yet. But when I say limit your distractions, I'm not just talking about your phone. I mean just basically anything that will draw your attention away from the work that you're trying to get done. Like, besides my phone, I know another thing I do, which I actually mentioned before, is I watch television shows while I'm doing work, which is honestly such a dumb idea, and I should stop doing it because it actually makes me take longer to get my work done. But take it from me, guys, you don't want to be watching a show while doing your work. It's just not a good mixture. I mean, one of the big reasons that I don't have a TV in my room is for that reason that I know I'll definitely get distracted a lot by a TV. But at this time, a lot of TV shows now and movies can be accessed online, so it has been a little bit of a distraction for me. Another thing that I wanted to share with you guys that I definitely mentioned before in my past episodes on how to survive in quarantine, but I think that it's really important, is to keep a to-do list. And I've actually been trying something new with my to-do list that I thought I would share with you guys. I used to just keep a to-do list with just simple list of things that needed to get done in the day. But recently, I found a new way to organize my list, and that's by having a to-do list organized by top tasks and pending tasks. So, I have a bullet journal for this, but obviously, you all don't need a bullet journal to have a to-do list. So, the top tasks are the things that you should list that absolutely need to get done that day and that can't be missed. And then the pending tasks area should be the things that are not necessarily that important, but should still be remembered and thought about in the back of your mind. Um, I found this way of organizing my tasks to be the most helpful for me because I've been able to prioritize the absolute things that I need to get done that day and then leave the stuff that I want to do but are not that important on the side. And I don't know about you guys, but before I had this system of organizing my tasks, my tasks, not my tax, I really just wrote every single task down on that list and then did them in like no order whatsoever just like when I feel like I wanted to do them Um, but I feel like now I've been able to get the most important things out of the way so I don't miss anything 
So yeah, I would definitely recommend you guys all to try that like simple little organization method for your to-do list and really just let me know how that works out for you. Finally, my last tip for today's episode will be to reward yourself. So we're going to end on a little good note, but I think it's so important to have something to look forward to when you're working really hard. So giving yourself a little reward when you've completed something or just multiple things in your to-do list will really help motivate you to do those things. If you're curious about some of the rewards that I do for myself when I complete my tasks, um, I'll do things like allow myself to purchase something that I've been wanting to buy for a long time or just let myself relax and play some sims when I finish one thing. Even something small I think can make you really happy so I would definitely recommend trying this out. And I think for a long time I was this workaholic that did nothing but work, work, work but I realized that it wasn't the most productive way to do work. And with this reward system that I allowed myself to have, it definitely gives me more incentive to get things done and it gets me excited to do stuff. So I really hope that works out for you guys as it has for me. Before I end this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about my plans for when we get out of quarantine and how quarantine has kind of changed my outlook on my life and my future. And I think there's a lot to be said about how all of us are dealing with the virus right now. I think we're all discovering, you know, a little new things about ourselves, our lives, and our problems. I've been doing a little discovering myself, and let's just say that I think that I've changed a lot since the beginning of when we were in self-isolation to now, even though it's been a couple of weeks. Most of it for the better, but there are definitely some negative aspects as well. And a lot of my thoughts have just been thinking about my future and thinking about the role that I have to play in this world, and just the fact that I want to be able to help people. And I know, I know a lot of people say that to the point where it's become cliche, but I actually want to be able to do things that I love while also making a difference. Literally, just last semester, I was already having doubts, as you guys know, about school and the whole finishing school thing and getting a degree. And now more than ever, I think that this virus has taught a lot of us about things like life is too short and we really have to do the things now that we want to do in life and I've been taking on and doing so many things to try to find more activities and passions that I love. I've been pursuing passion projects and challenging myself in ways that I really never have before, before all of this and the truth is I'm still unsure as to what I want to do in the future and in life but I think I'm slowly getting into the right direction because of the time now and the fact that I've been able to experiment and do things that I love. My plans for after this virus and self-isolation period, um, which I think is something that we should all be thinking about and looking ahead for, is to really explore the world and just do things for the sake of enjoying it. Um, I remember from when I was very young, my mindset has always been to be in a state of working and just constantly being a workaholic. But there's honestly no point in being successful if I'm not really happy. Something that one of the people I follow from Instagram posted the other day that really inspired me was this short list of reminders for the anxious slash depressed creatives. And I don't want to self-diagnose myself as being depressed or anxious in any way, but I do think that there are some truths to these reminders that I want to share with you guys um, to end off this podcast. So the list goes, you're more than what you make, your productivity does not determine your value, it's okay to do nothing sometimes, not everything you do has a result in a product, not everything you make has to be important, significant, or even good, you can make things just for yourself. You can keep secrets for yourself whether it's not posting some of your projects or not sharing your techniques. You're allowed to say no. You're allowed to rest. 
Anyway, with that, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. Just a small reminder that if you're not already, it would really mean a lot to me to show some support on the podcast Instagram, which you can find in the description of this podcast, along with my personal Instagram. If you guys have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would really love to hear them. And anyway, thank you and see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.